0: This is Chasing Encounters, a podcast about stories, languages, cultures, and identities. We highlight diversity and intersectionality in contemporary society through respectful and thought-provoking conversations. Hello, everybody. This is Justine Ortega once again with you. Um, this is Chasing Encounters, episode number four from our season number three. We have a guest today, which is a friend of mine. I've been hanging out with her, working with the Union, uh, the Student Union here at the University of Toronto. So she's a very good friend of mine, dear friend, um, Meng Xiao, welcome today.
1: Hello everyone, my name is Meng Xiao, and today I'm very happy to be here. And thanks so much, my friend, Yasid, uh, for having me today.
0: Awesome. So as we already know, this podcast is about languages, identities, and cultures. So one of the very first things that I would like to know from Monk today is if you can tell us a little bit about your background, where you're coming from, your family, etc. For us, it's important to to know uh, who our guests are.
1: Thank you. And to go back to talk about my experience. This morning I'm thinking about what should I talk about and go back to my life. I feel like my life experience is a migrant experience. When I was young and uh, my daddy is a police officer and uh, my mom is a professional basketball player as a female. I was born in Chongqing, if you know, and which is famous for the spicy hot pot. Mm. And after I graduated from the private school and I moved to a different district to do my junior high school and high school. To my undergraduate, I moved to another city to do my undergraduate in marketing, which is very different from what I'm doing now. After that, uh, we and uh, I'm lucky to be a mother and uh, my family decided to move to another country to begin our life here in Canada so my life which is about uh, migrants from different place and uh, I'm very grateful and in that case I have a chance to engage and encounter with a different culture with different people what uh, I Nurse so much from those peoples, those cultures, those communities. So back to my name, Mong Xiao. Mong in Chinese, it means dreams. So my life experience is about encounter, is about migrants, it's about dreams.
0: I, li- I like you mentioned um, the meaning of your name because a while ago I remember I met you and one of our first conversation was about uh, the meaning of our names and uh, I understand that for Chinese people, the, the names are so meaningful. How important is this for the Chinese culture, the idea of the names?
1: Yeah, thank you for raising up this question. I, in Chinese culture, names, which the older generation give the young generation when they were born with a name, which means they want her or want he want the person to be what kind of a person in the future and uh, i'm grateful and my name is means dreams so i always have a dreams when i was young i have a dreams that i was viewed as a very big dream some like i will go to a very famous university to do my study which is a big dream during that time so recently i'm just successfully defending my phd thesis and uh, start for four years at my dream university, University of Toronto. This feel like a big dream come true in my life. I'm very grateful on that. So this in other side, the dream also become a big motivation to move me forward, to make me believe I have a chance, I have opportunity, I have a possibility to become a person I never think about before with the support of the community, with the support of the people I have encountered with.
0: Nice. It's always good to hear where our motivation is coming from. And I am glad that uh, your motivation stems from, from even your name, the idea of uh, following up uh, your dreams and pursuing your dreams uh, to probably travel abroad, to travel and bring your family here and then accomplish those dreams. So um, I understand that you just... Uh, defended your, 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 your doctoral study um, but I, I want to back up a little bit to your your master's degree where did you, where did you study your master's degree and what it was about
1: Unfortunately I did my master's degree in the same Department of social justice education and uh, which is also I feel very grateful because this master research is on a very big project related to my hometown. That's how I value my life, even it seems like my life and my location is becomes more far away from where I used to live when I was young. But mentally, but practically, theoretically, I feel more connected with the people, connect with the culture, connect with the community since I began this project. So this project is uh, rethinking those social injustice issue under the project of the Three Gorges Dam, which is the uh, biggest water dam in the world, which is located part of in my hometown, Chongqing. So this project is helping to rethink how social justice education can bring positive changes to help those people as uh, environment refugees in this project to help them with environment justice and social justice
0: wow that sounds like a very interesting and a very great way to connect your culture where you're coming from and also a good way to connect research especially that now we are uh, graduate students right and moving forward into new new projects i'm glad to hear that we are able to connect our background experiences and and also with our graduate studies. Yes, likewise, you know, like I'm coming from Colombia uh, and when I decided to do research, one of the big things for me is how can I connect uh, where I'm coming from with my research project. And like yourself,
1: yeah.
0: uh, we are both coming from ideas of social justice for me was how can social justice, uh, education in general can, Uh, Infused or can be infused in English language teaching education in Colombia and uh, how is this portrayed in uh, especially for students in marginalized communities. So I totally understand and I really like when somebody like you come uh, come to this moment in which we are able to connect our own culture with research. Now my next question is about your PhD. Now you're transitioning from the masters and now to the PhD. Right. So can you let us know a little bit about what uh, the research in the PhD was?
1: Yes. And thank you for that question. And uh, to begin to talk about my doctoral research, and I also want to uh, let the audience know how my transitioning from uh, environment project research go back to the international student education research. And during that master journey, I found uh, to learning a lot of social justice oriented contact and perspective is so important to bring us together. And those, for example, we learning about indigenous uh, world view, and we know about what gender equity means, we know about what equity in educational means. And for that journey, and I'm also working as a graduate assistant to support the Canada-China reciprocal Learning Project. And also I'm doing a lot of work study related to international students, including those Chinese international students. And also for those experiences, for go back my own identities, I've always been asked a question and those friends and those professors in uh, OEZ at UFT asked me, "Mong, are you an international student? And my answer will say yes or no. I identify myself as an international student in Canada. But as you know, I was identified as a domestic student by the Canadian educational system. So this uh, multiple intersection of those identity made me to wonder what's the differences, what's the good things, uh, what's advantages we we were experiencing as those international students. So for my practical experience, for my course experience, which bring me to think about as an international student, as a Chinese international student in Canada, and what's the support we need to have and what uh, challenges we are facing and what we can do as educators or as professors, as policy makers, as those university staff, what we can do to understand what's the student engagement of those student population and how our knowledge about those student engagement experience can be valuable to those student populations. So let's go back to my PhD project, is to examine what Chinese international graduate student engagement, including graduate school.
0: I think that's a good start um, to get to know a little bit more about the work that you have done uh, one thing that I was curious about is you mentioned the idea of identity, the idea that at some point when we arrive to a different country, we experience this struggle um, to understand our position in the world when you're coming from somewhere else and uh, you arrive to another place and then you try to figure things out of, of uh, uh, who you are, right? So you coming from China to study here, on one hand, people see you as an international student, right? Yes. But on the other hand, others not necessarily see you as an international student, but as an immigrant, right? Also, yes. uh, they call it London immigrant as well. Yeah. So how did you manage this, this tension in between uh, how people perceive you about who you are?
1: Yes, and go back to the question it's who I am, and I always go back to the data, the rich data, which is found in my project. To figure out what you are, or figure out who I am, is really related to two parts. The first is how you see yourself, and the second part is how you were be seen by others. Mm-hmm. So for this project, which is, I found fascinating, after analysis those data I found especially those multiple intersection identity of those each individual Chinese international graduate student. Their different identities that defined by themselves, defined by the communities, defined those big societies really matters to their student engagement. For example, how they engage, how they seem themselves engaged or not, and how those communities value them engaged or not engaged. I'll give you an example. There is a um, student participant who identify himself as a Chinese female PhD student from the business program. And uh, she said she feel very engaged because she can learn the language well. She can communicate the language well, and he understand the culture surrounding in the community. But I also have a student participant who identified himself as a Chinese queer student from a social science program. And he said, even he know the language well, he know the culture well, he cannot feel very engaged or sense of belonging when he counter with some Chinese international student population group or some like Asia student communities because he found he it's lack of those sense of belonging mentally. That's the things. So go back to the question is who I am and who I was being viewed by others. It really matters become a motivation, yes or no question that you think about you engage. If you feel sense of strong sense of belonging, you may feel more engaged and more connect with the community. If you didn't feel that sense of feeling, you may feel isolated, you may feel lonely and which stop you to make you engaged.
0: So um, if I picked up from what you're saying, the more sense of belonging the person feels, the more engagement with the community, or the more engaged the person becomes with the community, right? Yeah. So um, in your research, What did you find out uh, were the things that connect the people the most in order to engage?
1: And uh, for those student needs that uh, can help them to be more engaged in the community, in my research project it shows they have so many factors that influence their engagement. So just now, as I mentioned, the sense of belonging. And also, let's go back to see those students experience with different culture and their language ability, which is not only language barrier, but more connect the culture they are coming from. It's really play a very big, important role to influence in their engagement. And also another thing, as I mentioned, how they get motivated to engage. For example, there are different cultural experience, there are different degree, which is they may more research-based degree, or they may more professional-based degree. And which major are their science program? Are they coming from the social science program? Or are they coming from the business program? How they engage and how they feel they engage. It's very different. I will say another thing is also related to the financial data they may be facing. In this project, it shows that they have very heavy financial data, because my participants, they are coming from the graduate program level, right. which means a lot of them may not get supported from the family. So they need to push themselves to study very hard. At the other time, they may take several part-time jobs in the campus and out of campus. That's produced, there are lots of issues on mental health. So there are lots of factors to influence those student engagement. So not to say only part of it is because of their lack of sense of belonging and also other factors including those expectations from their professors, from their parents, even from their parents. Yeah, so that's really a lot of factors contribute on that.
0: You got me thinking about the mental health issue as one of the factors that may uh, or not affect that engagement. So I wonder if in your research or that you know, is there any help or is there any support that these international students uh, have from the university or, or somewhere else in regards to this mental health, any support that they receive?
1: And I'm very thankful that you bring those questions in the discussion today, because in this research, in the data is reported that those students, they have some support from the institution, from the community, from the big society, as an international student. But the big problem is how those services or how the support become accessible to those students. As I mentioned just now, the language barriers and also the culture. And some Chinese students, they feel shy to knock the door, to ask for help. So for those group of students, how we can support them more effectively. So in this research, because um, half of the data is from the student participants, another half of data is from staff participants. So I really learned a lot from those participants in the project. As far as I know, for the one of the biggest uh, university in Canada, which has the largest uh, population of Chinese international students, and this university they provide is uh, a program which is called uh, SSP mm-hmm. which is offer the multiple language to support those students who facing uh, mental health issues so if you come from China as an international student you can call them and there's a professional who can speak your language mm-hmm to support you. You know, go back to, if you see a doctor, if you search for a mental health issue, language capacity and make your issue understood by Mm -hmm. professionals can be a very good support for those students, so.
0: Right, there is something going on. I'm glad that uh, at least there is some kind of support for these students. Um, I understand that um, sort of the result or the outcome of your research is also related to something that you're proposing, something that you're making uh, to help students, international students uh, specifically in in this uh, in, in this uh, engagement to help them and support them. You you have created a sort of like a booklet yes. or a guidebook to help them. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yes, and thank you for mentioning the handbook for my doctoral project. And uh, one part of I define that as uh, Deconstruct, which is my thesis, my doctoral thesis working on rethinking student engagement of those Chinese graduate students in Canada. But other side of this project is the reconstructing those knowledge, which I have been producing a handbook to help those Chinese international graduate students to better engage in Canadian graduate school. So this Panbook divided into three parts. The first part is for students and also those staff working with those students to understand what are the differences and similarities of understand student engagement in Canada educational system as well as Chinese educational system based on the different cultural perspective. So make a conclusion on the several differences and the Chinese ways of understanding student engagement is more value the teacher-oriented, teacher-lead student engagement. And this more value engagement in thinking engagement deeply while the cha- the Western ways of understanding student engagement is more value student-oriented engagement. It's more value oral engagement. Right. It's more value engagement in groups and the group interactions. So this is some interesting finding from this project, which is a first book. I um, list those differences, And also another thing is those differences is a Western ways of understanding student engagement is more focused on the social engagement as well as academic engagement. But Chinese traditional way of understanding student engagement is more values about academic engagement. So those differences within similarities and also be interesting points that be viewed in this handbook. This is the first part. The second part is to base on those student engagement, what we can do as a new student to Canada, if you come from to China. There's different ways which program you are in and which degree you are in and which issues you may facing. So in the second part is I also collecting those Evidence which is learned from this project to show you there's some successful model has can be used as a learning resources. For example, I have a data which is come from a very successful leadership story shared by a student participant in this project, which is master-based professional degree, and also he shared how successful and how those mindset changes, how he make himself get out of comfort zone. And those examples can provide to those students who are searching the similar way. And in this research, we call that is a behavior modeling can be viewed as a very, very important ways for some student to come to Canada for engaging in this project. So the other things is to examine your needs, they also have some other resources that can be used for you to support your better engagement. So in the third part of the handbook, I'm listing your, those students, their resources, they still need to have to better engage. So this is a handbook. So also the handbook is um, bilingual. So, which is, uh, as this project and this uh, research, it shows how language influence engagement. So this handbook is also bilingual, Mandarin, as well as English, to provide to a student to choose which language you feel more comfortable, which language they may feel more effectively to support the engagement.
0: I am so glad to hear that there is something to help out the students when they come to Canada because sometimes when you arrive to a to foreign country, there are things that you don't understand in terms of both culture and language. So I think this is a, a good piece that you created for these students. Um, I wonder if there is some expectation from, from the Canada part that the students come and adapt to the system here or there is an expectation that the professors, lecturers, teachers, etc., adapt to the system that the students are coming or, or there is an expectation that to sort of to create a, a hybrid kind of way of figuring things out in which as a professor you understand where they're coming from and also students understand the Western way of doing things in in the academic world. What do you think?
1: Yes, and thank you. And go back to rethink about those understanding or those interaction with those Chinese student engagement. I would highlight how important those institutions and those faculties, those s- staff, to improve their awareness to understand student engagement from a non-Western values. Western values may view student engagement as they focus on more oral engagement, they focus on more social engagement, but that doesn't mean student engagement is only can be nurtured in that way. So I'm very grateful to have uh, Professor John Patani, who is working on rethinking student engagement from a more social justice and uh, value social justice values. He pointed out to think about student engagement, you need to figure out what the notion of student engagement value particular student group, but as well as marginalize some other student group. Or how we can redefine student engagement to support more diverse student group from different cultures. So this project is also the one, the purpose is to support those student population for their better engagement. But another important side is a starting point to question those Western and colonial and dominant ways of under-student engagement as on very narrow way and based on social inequity. So I encourage the faculties who work with international student or those international student staff can have some time to read the booklet. You will begin to make some changes, to rethinking your experience, to rethinking even a small action, you make changes, can be very beneficial, can be very meaningful for those students who come to Canada to practice their engagement.
0: Uh, Yes, this is very interesting. I like the, the way you have expressed yourself, that last question. I have one more question for you, and then it's probably, I'm passing this question to you based on other uh, experiences that I have with other lecturers, professors, and teachers uh, when it comes with international students. So um, you were mentioning that the Western way of doing things is how we value uh, student-centered approaches like uh, oral, oral ways of expressing or, 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 or saying things and student work for example peer work et cetera, right that's how we value it here so as a as a teacher as a professor instructor how do i know that the students got it that they understood yeah. the concepts that they understood the the themes or the topics when I, when you're teaching something if if it is not in an oral way if it is not engaging with other students how how do we know
1: yes as um, the first I would like to say to those professors in this research is also showed that those, it's not those professors and those staff that not want to support those international students, including those Chinese students. They just doesn't know how to do. They just doesn't know how to effectively to support those population. So in the classroom, there's some way this one faculty reported that and he felt very surprised that a student who keeps silent during the whole semester, but write a fantastic academic paper at the end. So for this case, it's also very important to know those students, they really work hard on the courses. They may silent during the class. But they engage deeply with thinking. They show a different ways. Maybe after classroom, because of the cultural, different cultural habits, they feel shy. And those different engagement ways should be acknowledgement by those professors. For example, if they, in the beginning of this class, they state that, we value each ways, the different ways of engagement, no matter the ways in the classroom, out of classroom, academically or socially. That make a lot of difference on those student engagement.
0: Nice. All right. Uh, we are about to finish today for our and session of this podcast is there anything that you want to share with our audience that uh, you didn't share so far is there anything so we can wrap up
1: and for the wrap up I still want to highlight uh, the most important or most interesting funding from my project working with those Chinese international students and one is make your voice make your culture Be powered, be present to make your story to be heard by your institution, by your community, by your peer group, by your surrounding. That's really meaning a lot and those can make changes. And second one is don't be hesitant to try to get involved. For example, you can take a leadership role. You can start as a volunteer activities. Give yourself a little bit pressure, that good pressure to leave your comfort zone and make others know how hard you are working to get involved. That makes some differences as well. And the third is just trust your surrounding and trust your community and you are much amazing than you think after you began to do so and those several points is really I feel very grateful to do this research and also I found it fascinating based on my cultural experience and based on my participant experience I hope this can also begin as a beginning point for you to practice your engagement and to receive better engagement experience during your study in Canada.
0: I also think that uh, this is an opportunity uh, for professors, instructors, teachers to um, open the space uh, in your classrooms for uh, diversity and to affirm diversity in the classroom uh, to welcome those cultures and languages in the classroom and to really, really open that space, a safe space for our students, no matter where they're coming from, to, to assert those identities and make sure that they feel welcome in the class as well. Mong, thank you so much for coming to the podcast today. Hope our folks have learned something today related to international students, international students' engagement, Chinese culture, and so on Thank you so much.
1: And you're welcome. And thank you you, for having me to this um, amazing and important discussion today. I'm uh, looking forward next time to coming back to get ready for my handbook print as a gift to you.
0: Nice. All right. Thank you so much. And you guys have a good rest of the week. Bye.
1: Bye bye. So I will be using this microphone, right? Test one, two, three. My name is Moon Shao and today I'm so grateful to be here. One, two, three. One, two, three.